As we venture into 2022, we found it fitting to move the name of the podcast from Reconnect to Connect. Our thoughts were simple. Last year, we needed to find new ways to reconnect in the world as it was. Now we want to continue what we created and just connect. By definition, the word connect means join together so as to provide access and communication. And that is simply our goal of this podcast, to join together with all of you and provide access to others within the company and to communicate important information. I'm Kim McTiernan, account manager in Lower Alabama. And I'm Stephanie Fowler, account manager in East Mississippi. We will be your host. The podcast though is all about all of you, our incredibly experienced, effective results-driven account manager. We are excited to bring you guests that will share insights, helpful knowledge, sales and business strategies to help grow your markets, something new hopefully, and a little fun. But most of all, we'll be connected during our drive. Welcome to episode one of season two and happy new year. We're so excited to be back for another season of the Connect podcast. Yes, we are so excited. Happy new year to each of you. Last year, we kicked off our very first episode in a big way by having the senior vice president of HR, Jenny Hobbs, discuss how to deepen our connections by walking us through a book called Deep Listening. And this year, we've decided to try to repeat that success from last year. We have Jenny Hobbs kicking off 2022 to discuss a topic that is so relevant in our day-to-day roles and can also help us personally. She will be presenting to us Speed of Trust by Stephen Covey. And for those of you who do not know Jenny, she's been with Upstream since 2014. She's married with three daughters and one son. Her life motto is to live each day to the fullest. And for those of you who have met Jenny, y'all know that is absolutely who she is. And her goal is to help people be the best they can be. We're so fortunate that Jenny is always available and ready to contribute and support the sales team. This episode has a lot to digest though. So we have added the PowerPoint for you as well. We hope you enjoy. Welcome to 2022. My name is Jenny Hobbs. I'm the Senior VP of HR for Upstream. Today, we're gonna talk about building trust. How do you do it? What erodes it? What makes you successful in building trust with others? The material is from the book, The Speed of Trust, The One Thing That Changes Everything by Stephen Covey. Let's get started. The number one job of a leader is to inspire trust. Do you agree with that? I know I do. As a leader in this organization, you are in charge of how much people trust you. Your relationships are built on trust and the ability to get people to do things because they trust you is invaluable. I think you'll find that working well with others can really be increased when you've got a strong foundation of trust. Trust isn't made up of one thing. It's the whole picture. When you really think about it, it's what do you see? What is that person like? What are their behaviors? What do they speak about? When you are building trust and thinking about how do you feel trusted, how do you make other people trust you, you have to look at the whole picture. You have to look at 
what are their behaviors? What are their actions? What do they do when nobody's watching? That's one of my favorite things. There's a, a book by Bill Hybels that talks about who you are when no one's watching. Your behaviors are such a big part of that. What you say, how you speak, the words that you use. Do they inspire people? Are they trustworthy? Do they do, do you do what you say you're going to do? All of that is about the speaking. The third component is seeing. Who are you? What do you see? What are your communications like? When you think about these three things, what you see, how you speak, and how you behave, they are all integral into this idea of building trust. You've got to be able to look at the whole picture, not just one part, not just what you do when you're at work, but who you are. How do you represent yourself on social media? How do you represent yourself after you've had a few cocktails? All of that is part of building trust and building who you are. All of these are interconnected to one another. Does this slide scare you? Are these statistics surprising to you? Did you ever cheat to improve your odds to get something? I think it's interesting that people are willing to admit that level of cheating to get into grad school. But I got to thinking about it. How many of us budge the truth just a little bit or say a little white lie so that we don't hurt someone's feelings. Those things you may not think about individually as they're happening, but it's the collection of this information that we've got to consider. Are you true to your word? Are you telling a white lie to save a confrontation that you don't want to have? I would just ask you to ponder that as you're going through this. Are there things that you're doing that you think, well, it's not that big of a deal, but maybe it is, and maybe it's eroding how people trust you. Is building trust important to you? Do you think it would improve your job performance? Do you think it would increase your level of success in the role. There's studies that have proved it throughout time. When trust goes down, speed goes down. Costs go up. When trust goes up, speed also goes up and costs will go down. So as we're talking about this material, we're talking about it in the context of your job, but it's true with other relationships as well. There's, there's true economic value when it comes to building trust and why you should really think about what are the actionable items you can do to increase the trust that you have with others. Let's talk about how trust works. Um, what Stephen talks about in the book is that there's two functions, two things that make up trust, your character and your competence. So character, character is made up of three different things, your integrity, your motive and your intent. With competency, it's all about your capabilities, your skills, the results, your track record. 
the two together, your character and your competency, are really what that combo of those two is how trust is built. So when we're thinking about this and going through the rest of this, this material, I want you to think about yourself. I want you to think about what am I doing to impact my character? What are the things that I'm doing? Why am I doing what I'm doing? Is your motive pure? Why are you doing it? What's the intent behind your action or your words? And then your competence. Are you growing as a um, salesperson? Are you growing as a leader? Are you growing as a spouse? Are you working on both parts of what makes up trust? We don't have a ton of time today, so we're going to cover these five waves of trust pretty quickly. You can delve into them um, on your own as you go through the next few weeks. But we're going to start with self-trust because if you don't trust yourself, have you ever told yourself you were going to do something and didn't do it? You're actually eroding your internal trust, relationship trust, the, the relationships that you have, organization the upstream trust, as I like to say, then the market, our whole industry, the PT industry, and then society as a whole. All of those are part of trust. When I first started studying this material, I really didn't think and understand how critical this first wave was. But as I've delved more into this material, I realize, at least for me, this self-trust is really important. Um, it's the confidence we have in ourselves. You know people that just don't have good self-confidence. Well, I think a lot of that comes from they don't believe in themselves. They don't trust in themselves. And there's one key principle that relates to self-trust, and that's credibility. Do you do what you say you're going to do? Not only for others, but for yourself. Did you tell yourself that you were gonna do 25 push-ups every day? Well, for me, it's January 5th. If I haven't done 25 sit-ups every day, I stop believing that I can do it or that I will do it. All of this is part of your character and part of building self-trust. So let's talk about how do we build it? There's four parts to your credibility. The integrity piece, the intention piece or intent, the capabilities, and then your outcome, your results. So we're going to talk about each of these just for a little bit. Increasing your integrity. Make and keep commitments to yourself. Um, when I first read this book, gosh, I guess it's been 10 years ago, I um, made a kind of a deal with myself that I would honor the commitments to myself. And about three days in, I realized how often I just ignored it. I just blew off the commitments that I had made to myself because it was me. And I didn't realize that it was impacting who I was and how I was acting. Um, the second piece that can increase is stand for something. What what do you stand for? What do you believe in? What are your core values? What do you absolutely draw a line that this will not be allowed for you? The third piece is being open, being flexible. So it's kind of, in a way, the opposite of what I was talking about a minute ago about standing for something. 
what are the things that maybe you've held tight to that you maybe need to look at a different perspective? All of those things, I know with my team, we talk about this a lot. I always tell them, you know what? This is what I believe and why I believe it, but I'm open. I'm open to you changing my mind. So I'd ask you, are you open? Are you open to having your mind changed? All three of these things, even if you pick one of them, I challenge you to do that. Over the next week or so, pick one of these and try it and see how you feel after you've completed that time frame. Core number two is your intention. What is intention? Well, it's your motive. Why are you doing what you're doing? What inspires you to care about this? Intent also is about your agenda. What do you intend to do to promote because of this motive? What's your agenda? What inspires you? What gives you mutual benefit? And then the third part of intention is the manifestation, the behavior that you have behind your intention, behind the agenda. How does it play out? How does it look? How do others see it? That is all a part of your intention. So what do you do to improve intent? Well, he recommends three things. First, examine and refine your motives. This is another one that I took on as a personal challenge. Why am I doing and saying what I'm doing and saying? And really take a look at them and figure out, hey, is my motive really based in what I want, what I want myself to be? Then declare your intentions. Let people know. Go ahead and be vocal about what you intend to do. Um, I'm part of an accountability group and someone just did this this morning. I loved it. They were talking about losing some weight and they, they to the group, there's four of us in the group and they said, you know what, I will lose 10 pounds by February 25th. Um, they have a big event that day, but they declared that intent to the whole group. And then the third thing is choose abundance. Do you have a scarcity mentality? Do you have an abundance mentality? All of that impacts your intention. Do you think that you're going to make more in sales this year? Do you intend to do that? Do you choose an abundance lifestyle, an abundance mindset? Doing these three things will help you improve your intent. The third core is your capabilities. What are your talents? What are your skills? What is your knowledge? This is one that's pretty easy to work on. You know, what have you done this year? What did you do in 2021 to improve your skill set, your knowledge base, your abilities? Um, because if you just leave it to chance, you're chances are you're not going to get better if you just leave it to chance. You have to decide and choose to improve your capability. So how do you increase your capabilities? First of all, you guys know me well, know I am a strengths coach based on um, 
the Gallup organization, Strength Binders. Um, and I, I love this idea. Basically, what it talks about is focus on the areas that you're good at, on your strengths. The whole premise behind Strength Binders says that we can get better at the things that we're already good at than we can get better at things we're not good at. So utilizing your natural strength, working to improve in areas where you're already gifted. Um, keeping yourself relevant. What's important now? Um, you know, there are things that you may have been good at years ago, but right now that's not something that's relevant in our field. So making sure you're keeping up with trends, what's important and how can you grow your skill sets? Um, and then know where you're going. What do you want to do? One of the things I do every year is I pick a word for the year and I use that as kind of my foundation. Rather than doing resolutions, I take a word and I know that as I go through the year, I'm gonna focus on that word. In case you're wondering, this year's word is impactful. I want to be impactful this year. But know where you're going. You're a lot more likely to get there if you've got a destination in mind. The fourth core is your results. What have you been doing? What is your reputation? How do people see you? Are you the number one salesperson in your market? Are you getting the results you want to get? All of that is part of building trust. Can you get the results that you should be getting? So how do you improve your results? Step one, take responsibility for your results. If you're not happy with how things are going, then that's your challenge. You are the owner of your results. Take that ownership, take that responsibility. There's no victims in this group. Second, expect to win. Know that you're going to go out there and give your 100% and that you're gonna come out ahead. And then finish strong. Uh, the good news about hearing this early in the year, it's only January. You can still finish strong because you're just getting started. So um, Stephen Covey talked about this in one of his other books. Um, begin with the end in mind. Where do you want to end up? What is your goal? What do you want to do? How do you want to impact your results? So we spent the last 15 minutes talking about self-trust. The reason we spend so much time on that is because it's so key. But the second piece is relationship trust. How full are your trust accounts with other people? One of the key principles for this is consistency of your behavior. Can you be counted on? Are you reliable? If you say you're going to be there at 10 o'clock, are you there at 10 o'clock or do you show up at 10:10? You've got to be consistent so people can count on you. Your emotional bank account. This piece I loved because it's specifically related to you guys as the sales team. What are the ways that you can make deposits into your emotional bank accounts for your people. I don't know about you guys, I want my, my personal bank account to be full, but I really also want my emotional bank accounts. So it has six 
pieces to it. And the first one is understanding that person. Do you know them? Do you know who they are? Do you know what's important to them? And then number two, attending to those little things. Do you know what their likes are? Do you know what they dislike? Do you know what their pet peeves are? Are the small things impacting how they feel about you? Number three, we've actually talked about this a couple of times already. Are you keeping the commitments you've made to them? Are you doing what you say? Uh, I'll tell you, I've had personal experience with salespeople and they tell me they're going to bring me something or they're going to send me something and they never do it. Well, then when they finally do follow up with me, I'm like, well, you didn't honor your commitment last time. What makes me think you're going to do it this time? Then clarifying and meeting expectations. If you have set up an expectation with somebody, are you both clear? Do you both know what that expectation is? And does the end product look the same for each person involved? Number five, showing integrity. Um, are you treating your customers with the greatest level of respect? Are you giving them quick turnarounds? Are you honoring what you say you're going to do? And then last, apologizing sincerely. This is hard sometimes when you make a mistake, owning that mistake and apologizing. But if you will apologize for what you've done, it actually can build a bank account, an emotional bank account, rather than depleting from it. The third wave is the organizational. One of the things that I love about Upstream is that we have mission, vision, values, so that all of us that work here, whether in HR, whether in sales, whether we're a clinician, we can all know what we're striving for. That's what this one's about. What is our alignment? How do we feel? How do we know that we are all rowing the same direction in our boat? How do we know? This piece can really help an organization and it, even your sales organization to build trust. Are you in a line? Are you agreeing upon what this looks like? I really like this one. Um, when we think about um, the organization and what what builds our organization and what lowers the trust within our organization. Um, we as an organization have continued to grow like crazy over the years. Um, we've heightened the loyalty. We've improved our collaboration. But do we have any of the things that are fighting against us? Are there any politics? Is there a churn or people leaving that really shouldn't? Is there anything unethical? You need to look at yourself, your organization, your motives, who you are and see, are you doing anything that is eroding or bringing that trust down? This one may seem a little bit out of our control when we talk about market trust, but I think if you think about what um, Covey talks about as the key principle, it's your reputation. Um, and it's not only the reputation of Upstream or Cirque or Benchmark or Dreyer or Results. It is your personal brand. What do people say about you? What do people believe about you? Um, 
Oprah's quote is great. In the end, all you have is your reputation. And you know what? You can ruin it in a minute. It takes a lifetime to build it and it can be torn down so quickly. So when you think about the reputation of our organization, I want you to also think about your personal reputation. The fifth and final wave is all about societal trust. Um, and what this has to do with is the giving back piece, the contributing to others. Um, as you all know, we have a wonderful Pillars with Purpose program that we utilize for giving back. But this is also a way culturally that we build trust is by doing for others when they can't do anything to help us back. Um, and that, that whole contribution to society at large is the final wave of societal trust and of building strong trust. So you know what the good thing about trust is? We can establish trust. We can grow trust. We can extend trust to others. We can even restore trust when it's broken. We can do it organizationally. We can do it personally. The way we behave inspires trust. Or does it? You have to answer that question for yourself. Are you acting in a way that inspires trust in others? Because as we talked about in the very beginning, you can increase speed, you can lower cost, in every dimension of your life if you will focus on building trust. Thank you so much for your time and attention today. Please reach out to me at jhobbs at urpt.com or give me a call 423-667-5390 anytime to talk about this idea of trust. And I am wishing each of you a wonderful 2022. This concludes episode one of season two of the Connect podcast. I'm Stephanie Fowler. And I'm Kim McTiernan. And we want to say a warm thank you to Ian Hauser. <laughs>